Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the What Are We Doing podcast. My name is Levi McCurdy, and today we learned that Disney might be replacing Will Smith as the genie in the upcoming Aladdin 2 production because that's what we need from Disney right now is a sequel to a live-action animated film that was terrible, and all of them are, and I don't know how I feel about the new Pinocchio trailer, okay? We don't need to talk about it. Eh, maybe Tom Hanks might save the day, okay? Uh, but rumors, not Lizzo, in the Twitter sphere, place The Rock as the lead, okay? Uh, hey, Disney, can we be done... Can we be done with with the rock? Like no no more remakes, no more rock. Let's take a break from the rock for a while, okay? Like this man has 875 billion thousand majillion dollars and like 1900 companies under his name. He doesn't need another movie role. Anyways, so Megs comes over to me the other day and she holds like this six pack of like soda can plastic rings in my face and like she cuts it up and says, we've got to save the turtles, dude. Okay. We've got to save the turtles. And I immediately thought, hey, bitch, what have the turtles ever done for us? Okay. Besides... The Turtle Shack and Grill, like that, isn't there the green, what is it? What's it called? The Green Turtle. Besides the Green Turtle, okay, that, you know, you can get like a shell drink that requires two to three people to drink it. I went with my mom and her best friend at the time, and we split it. I drank the entire turtle shell of just a juice drink. We're almost positive they didn't put more than two ounces of vodka in this huge shell of a juice drink. It was the most disgusting thing. It didn't get me drunk. It was disgusting, and I hated it, and I'll never go back again. That's the only thing the turtles have done for us, okay? They're not out here pledging money. They're not out here sending us money. They're not out here cutting up shit or doing anything in the ocean to help us with what's going on uh, with our problems. So, like, I feel like we shouldn't really need to give two shits about the turtles. They haven't helped us. Why should we help them? Anyways, so then Megs buys these straws, okay? She buys these straws, these plastic straws for our tumbler cups. Now, she tells me, hey, man, I ordered like four different types of straws. And so I'm already getting mad. I'm already upset because we have to buy straws for the cups. We can't sip out of them like regular human beings. We now have to have an additional thing in the drawer that we buy every three months because they break, they get lost, they get ruined in the dishwasher, whatever. And so one pack comes, 40 straws, definitely has BPA all over them, right? And like they don't give a shit. Like straight from China, these drinking plastic straws are 1,000% not going to help any turtles. Like the straws are 1,000% plastic. They're wrapped individually in plastic wrappers. And then the entire pack of straws that are packed individually in plastic wrappers are 
packed in another plastic. So it's triple plastic here. So there's no no fucks given for these uh for the turtles with this pack of straws. So then another pack comes, okay? And it's a 12 pack. Um and it's uh it's BPA free. Unbreakable it says these straws are. These are unbreakable straws. These ones are going to save the turtles. So naturally, I tried and I bent it. And there's probably a video on the screen of me bending it. Uh, and as you can see, the straw didn't as much break as it did become useless. Like there's no, uh, we can't really use the straw, but it definitely didn't break. Okay. The straw did, however, bend. Okay. As they would around a turtle's neck. So you know, what the turtles do for us. I don't see the problem with a little bit of plastic in the ocean. Just saying. Oh, man. How much? All I'm saying, how much money did the turtles raise for humans? Okay? It's a serious question, right? How many toxic sea creatures like Australia's box jellyfish and the tiny blue ink squid that left a father paralyzed on the beach with a son... Have the turtles saved us from? You know what I mean? That's all I'm saying. I now purposely buy... I now purposely buy the, the straws with the plastic wrappers on them. For more... <laughs> for more plastic. Um, so then another pack of straws came, dude. Another pack of straws. Uh, a fourth pack. And these ones... Hard plastic, as soon as they break, it's literally stabbing anyone or anything straight through the, the skin, straight in the neck. These, these, these straws will go. It's, uh, it's absolutely insane. And uh, we now have 18 different types of plastic straws in my house, and I'm proud to say that that is what being 30 in America is all about. So we're going to talk about something real sensitive, a real sensitive topic right here, right now. And I don't know how you guys are going to handle it. I don't know how I'm going to handle it. I might break down. It's very personal and I'm a little upset. Okay. I'm a little upset. I'm the only one left, or at least I was, I was the only one left who defends Arby's. Okay. The 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 you know the the roast beef the fries the everything they do there i was the only one left to defend them out of my friends okay everyone says they're gross everyone says no one goes to arby's i still do dude so ask anyone they're gonna tell you this is the worst fast food company you ask hey what's the what what do you think the worst fast food company is? And the the number one answer, Arby's. Here's the thing you didn't know about Arby's. They own, get ready for this. Arby's is so big. Inspire Brands Inc. and this American holding company that owns a franchise of the Arby's Buffalo Wild Wings, Sonic Drive-In, Jimmy John's, Rusty Taco, Mr. Donut, Dunkin' Donuts, and Baskin Robin restaurant chains. Arby's owns, Arby's, the fast food restaurant that sells roast beef sandwiches, owns Buffalo Wild Wings, Sonic, Jimmy John's, Rusty Taco, Mr. Donut, 
Dunkin' Donuts, and Baskin-Robbins restaurant chains. Now, imagine for a minute. Imagine for a minute you're in a car and you drive into Arby's. You walk in because COVID's over, okay? And you order your meal. You're sitting down, presumably eating a number two, a classic roast beef and cheddar meal with curly fries because no one goes to Arby's for the crinkle cut fries, dude, okay? Let's make it clear. And then bam, this happens. Julie Bonovich joins us live, and Julie, what happened out there? Well, Dave and Glenda, they just finished boarding up the window pane and part of the wall here. This is a very busy Arby's. It sits right here in Woodward in Royal Oak near 13 Mile Road. So as you can imagine, there are quite a few people inside at the time. The big window went pop, and there was this glass everywhere. That was the loudest bang I had ever heard. It sounded like an explosion. Ladies and gentlemen, a car has smashed into Arby's. You're driving, you're sitting there, you're eating your, your, your roast beef and cheddar, you're dipping your curly fries in some Arby's sauce, smack dab, an old lady drives right through the building. And so, of course, the local news shows up, okay? We've got this guy, he's there, local news shows up, and then we have this man. I thought perhaps the end of days was upon us, but it turned out it was just a disoriented old lady in a champagne-colored Toyota Avalon crashing into my world like DNB circa 1996. Who's got their claws in He's you? He's the unsung hero of the interview. Hold on. There's more. There's more. We, we're not, we haven't heard the last of him. This man, we're going to get to him in just a second. This man is a legend. Here we go. Ready? Drake the Giant. I don't know. They appeared to be weightless, hitting zero-G like the fearless crew of a forgotten Apollo mission, whose only objective was to obtain a beef and cheddar classic and return home to Kathleen Quinlan safe before sundown. I don't know. Part of me wishes I'd been hit by that car instead, so I could have gotten out of work early and gone far, far away from shift manager Masha's judging emerald eyes. No, I didn't wash my shirt in between shifts, Masha. So what if I smell like roast beef? This whole place smells like roast beef. Go. Yeah. Oh, we still go. The fire go. department transported all three to the hospital and tell us that the man and two women who are in their 30s and 40s appear to have not. Yeah, <laughs> dude. I mean, can you believe it? Okay. Hey, who's this guy, and how did I become his friend? Okay. This guy gets it. He's awake. He understands. He knows exactly what his job at Arby's entails, and he's being interviewed by the news. Okay. And this Masha lady, okay, the manager, get that bitch out, okay? Worries about the clean and fresh melon shirt. The whole fucking building smells like roast beef, Masha, okay? The whole building smells like roast beef. Get over it. The kid's a legend. And you know what his name is? Paul J. Brown. Google the name Paul J. Brown. After this video went viral in 2013, Paul Brown decided he wanted to be uh, and was going to be the CEO of Arby's, okay? This man is responsible uh, for things like we have the meats and is also now the CEO of Inspire Brands. Not only did he invent we have the beef slogan, he's responsible for the acquisition of Sonic for $2.3 billion. Or, as we say on the podcast, 0.2 Twitter offers. Do the math. And Jimmy John's, okay? And 
Buffalo Wild Wings for 2.9 billion, aka 0.3 Twitter offers. Paul Brown. Now, let's not pretend we all didn't know the name of the restaurant is a play on words either, right? We all understand that Arby's, as in R-B's, the letter R and the letter B with an S, R-B's, as in roast beef, as in Arby's, okay? You guys knew it. So did I. I'm bringing it to you live for the first time. And, of course, who didn't forget, like, the Great Finger incident of 2012 and then again in 2014? You know, like, the lady, of course, was just slicing the roast beef, sliced her finger into the roast beef, and didn't tell anybody. And the 14-year-old found it in a sandwich. Insane. All of that to say, all of that to say we're here now, okay? And Arby's has an all-new Wagyu beef burger. And I have to try it. And I did. And this is what happened. So, here's a clip of one I purchased uh, because I can't find a commercial on it. And I don't think we'll ever see a commercial on it. I don't think Arby's wants to have a commercial uh, on this product because of how terribly, terribly wrong it's gone. I've taken two videos. The one that is on the screen now is the video of what the burger looked like before I bit into it. Wagyu beef, Arby's says. This is not that. <laughs> Listen, Arby says its burger patties are made of 52% American Wagyu, which it describes as a cross between Japanese Wagyu and a high-quality continental breed of cattle. The remaining 48% is made with ground beef. The burger isn't grilled, and I said isn't. The burger, <clears throat> the burger is not. The burger is not grilled broiled or steamed rather it's cooked souve style meaning the patty is placed into a vacuum sealed baggie they got a little ziploc okay they zipped it up and it's heated slowly to a precise temperature in a water bath so they take your burger they put it in a baggie and they put it in a pot of boiling water and when they think it's done based on the recommended time from corpo they pull it out they put it on a bun, and you have now a rejuvenated, what looks like to be grilled almost, but it was nowhere near a grill cheeseburger. This is what they had to say. Boring burgers are a fast food staple, so Arby's felt compelled to raise the bar with a Wagyu Steakhouse burger. Instead of focusing on making billions of mediocre burgers, we're taking a stance on high-quality meat that deserves to be cooked properly, boasted Arby's Chief Marketing Officer Patrick in a statement. As the meat experts, we've spent over two years of dedication and research and development to deliver a premium burger that defines what's possible for a drive through Overdone burgers are over and done. Hey, dude, your burger isn't it. 
Uh, so, but like, you know what I mean? We can read all about the burgers, but for $6, I went and got one. So here, uh, and even, even, even the marketing, the marketing on the sign at the restaurant, I'm sorry, Arby's isn't a restaurant. The establishment, uh, says the burgers cooked well done. And that's not what I've been into, dude. So here's another video on the screen. If you're just listening, imagine something disgusting, and that's what I bit into. Here's the video. It's this pinkish, grayish meat that looks like it's now fake grilled on the outside and then steamed in a bag to a gooey perfection. Hey, Arby's, no thanks. This was probably one of the most disgusting things. I had such high hopes for this dude, and it was Absolutely disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. You know what else is great and absolutely disgusting? (laughs) Winnie the Pooh, blood and honey. Right off the bat, yes. With 19 S's at the end. Yes, dude. What am I talking about? Winnie the Pooh, blood and honey, This will 100% be on my Plex server and part of my movie review podcast whenever I start that. Maybe soon. We'll see. Uh, But Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, is probably one of the most anticipated movies of 2022. And guess what? They're rushing to get it done because of how amazing this has already been so far for them. Winnie Pooh Blood and Honey, uh, Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey wrapped earlier this month, and the first still showing uh, the demonic Pooh and Piglet about the uh, about to pounce on a scanty, a scantily clad young woman. I can't even. I don't even know how to fucking read. There's a, there's a fucking porn star in a hot tub. Uh, woman relaxing in a hot tub. Uh, have already set the internet on fire. As you can see from these photos, dude, the movie looks fantastic, okay? I'm already giving it an 8 out of 10 based on the photos alone, okay? An indie film with this much press isn't complete without a cheap hooker in the bathtub, okay? Getting ready to be slaughtered by Winnie the Pooh and Piglet after they just got done devouring Eeyore the donkey because they're not cute and cuddly anymore, okay? They're feral creatures now because Christopher Robin left them behind for college because he's out busy getting college pussy, okay? Christopher Robin's fucking his shit the way through college and he forgot all about his friend Pooh and Piglet and Eeyore and the Hundred Acre Woods, And so now he stopped feeding them all the magical treats that he was feeding them and they've turned feral and they're eating anything in sight. They eat Eeyore in the beginning of the movie and then they go on a rampage next, presumably this hooker in the hot tub and then most likely more people throughout the film. I swear to God, that's the truth. That is the plot of this movie. Ready? What? Here, look. Here we go. Ready? According to Waterfield, who's wrote and co-produced the film Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, uh, we'll see Pooh and Piglet as the main villains going on a rampage. After being abandoned by a college-bound Christopher Robin, Christopher Robin is pulled away from them. 
and he's not given them any food. It's made Pooh and Piglet's life become quite difficult. <laughs> because they've had to fend for themselves so much, they've essentially become feral. Waterfield continued. So they've gone back to their animal roots. They're no longer tamed. They've, they're like a vicious barren pig who want to go around and try and find prey. Because of all the press and stuff, we're going to start expediting the editing of the film uh, and going through post-production as fast as we can, said Waterfield, but also making sure it's still good and it's going to be a high priority. Can't wait. Hey, man, can't wait. Can't wait for the film. Okay? Still haven't seen the newest Batman movie. Still haven't seen any Marvel movies probably pass like Guardians of the Galaxy 2. But I'm definitely watching this shit when it comes out. 100%. Know what else? I'm pretty sure Mickey Mouse is also up for the same copyright release as Winnie the Pooh. So there's probably already a sequel with Pooh versus Mickey being the possible working title. Just saying, all I want is 10%. So here's the thing. I've held my tongue long enough. It's me versus the HOA dude, and we've got updates just as recent as today, okay? We have a rental property in Maryland, and unfortunately, it resides in an HOA. And for those of you who don't know, HOA stands for um, home... uh, What does HOA... What does HOA stand for? What does HOA stand for? Let's Google HOA. Google HOA. Okay, here we go. We are on the dictionary website here for HOA. Here we go. One, short for Homeowners Association. Uh, The masters of bitching and whining and complaining worldwide. That makes sense. What happens to dorks when they grow up? Also, their opinion, I guess. Oh, here we go. Right here, right here, right here. This is the definition. People who charge you money so they can tell you what to do with your property so you can please everyone else except you. That's it. That's the definition right there. Okay, we figured it out. So there we go. That's the definition. There's multiple, but I like number five. So here's the order of events. The HOA hires landscapers to like who who mow. And they're hired landscapers who won't mow the water reservoir behind our house. Okay, it's only about half an acre of field. And guess what? It's only half an acre of field. And that's it. There's zero other amenities in this community. The kids can't go swimming. There's no playground for them to play on. They can't run out front, out front of the house because the HOA owns the road and declares it cars only because it's technically their private property. And they can fine us if the kids are running on the road in the circle that we live in. So the area behind our house now has tall grass. And I don't know if you've ever listened to another episode of this podcast, probably not, but all the tall grass does is further hides the foxes, the wolves, and the black bears wandering around behind our house property. So they can just further sneak up on us and attack. And, you know, I know for a fact that there's a fox out there that's plotting to eat my $3,000 embarrassment of a Frenchie little lube bug. Okay? So I need the grass mode. 
So I email the HOA. It's an easy ultimatum, if you will. Okay, very easy, very easy ultimatum. Because now I'm getting mad. I simply let them know. If by next Tuesday the tall grass isn't mowed, I'll be contacting another landscaping company, okay? And I will then hire them to cut the grass. And when they say, hey, man, where do you want the invoice sent? Which I'm going to generously add an additional 20% on for a job well done because I know they're going to come back and do it every week. We'll get to that in a second. I'm going to have that invoice directly dropped off at the front door of the HOA's office. Because what, you know, and as you can imagine, they didn't like that. They didn't like my ultimato. And the HOA assured me that that area of grass, and I quote, should be mowed every week. And that the landscaper's excuse was that the water, the grass, there's water, water on the ground, and the grass was too wet to mow. Hey, bud, for the last six months, we've lived in this house for like 18 plus months now, and the grass back there has been mowed four times. So every week, the grass is supposed to be mowed, every week. So again, I asked them, the HOA, and they have not responded to this question yet, But I asked them, what exactly is my HOA fee paying for? Because as far as I'm concerned, y'all have snagged strike three on this one, okay? We haven't had a sign outside of our circle now for six plus months. I emailed the HOA about it in March. Still nothing. Guess what their excuse was? Blame the printer for not providing a proof and that they were going to approve it like three weeks ago. Hey, I know how printers work, people. It doesn't take six months to get the proof because as soon as you called them to say, hey, we need a new sign, before the end of that call, they already had the file loaded up on their computer. If you call the same company who made the previous sign, they have everything they need to print another copy of that sign. They're hoping you call them for another version of those signs so they can make even more money off of it. I know how printers work. They had it loaded up by the end of your call. Strike one. (laughs) Y'all won't call snow. They won't call snow removal until the snow reaches three inches. Guess what? That's too late. The people of this community have shoveled more snow than the HOA hired company. Not to mention when the company does show up, after I'm already done shoveling the majority of the freaking sidewalk, because we got to go places, dude. We got to go. And I can't risk my family slipping or falling or tracking through the snow, so I got to go out and shovel the first couple inches. Guess what? Three inches, it's already too late. Because when they do show up, they're showing up in fucking pickup trucks from the 90s with a plow attached to it that breaks down two hours in, leaving the rest of the community stranded in the snow until the backup guy comes the next morning. Strike two. And the grass thing, dude. They removed it one time three weeks ago. And guess what they didn't do this week? Today's mowing day. 
Mowing ended three hours ago. Didn't mow the water reservoir. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm getting signs printed because signs don't take long to get printed once they're created, especially when you have an HOA that charges thousands of people $116 a month. I'm getting yard signs printed uh, that say, with the HOA's quote, that this area should be mowed every week and putting them all around the grass and trees of the area that's not mowed. So my final email back to the HOA is a wonder. I hardly ever pay my HOA fees on time or alone at all because what exactly is it being used for? And I never got an answer until now. Indirectly, but until now. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to share the quarterly HOA tenant newsletter for June through August of 2022. And let's just start from the top. Okay. We've got a nice little blurb. We've got a nice little blurb here. Just letting you know if you need to come into the HOA office, which mind you, no one is because we're in and they're 45 minutes away. Strike four. They don't even, they're not even in the area. So when there's an issue, it takes at least an hour to get here. Hey man, get closer. And so <laughs> they're just saying, if you do go into the office, you got to call them and schedule because they don't just don't want anyone popping into the office. They don't want their residents just popping into the office with problems. They need to make sure they're prepared to come up with bullshit answers before you just pop in and surprise them with something that's going on. Um, and then dude, and then look at this. I know this took them so long. I know this took a lot of time to put together because it would only take someone with about 20 minutes of word, uh, you know, Microsoft word skills to put together a newsletter that looks like this. They found or created, I don't probably created based on how long I know they spent on this. They probably did a test. They probably rented a test kitchen. They definitely rented a test kitchen and they've probably been working on this recipe for at least at least six months doing 10 different variations of it, I guarantee you, because this has got to be the best and most expensive paid for recipe for deviled eggs. So when you go to your Memorial Day picnics, your holiday picnics, your summer picnics, your just because it's a Tuesday in the summertime picnic, make sure to make these deviled eggs, dudes, and you're going to be the t- Hawk of the town with this deviled egg recipe. I'm not even sharing it with you because that's how valuable it is to me. Then we just get a little bit more information, some dates you should be aware of. Guess what this month is, dude? Father's Day. It's coming up after that. It's the 4th of July, just in case you didn't know. Also, as a reminder, months due. <clears throat> just as a reminder, rents due first of the month. Don't forget, know what else is due first of the month? Your HOA fees, $116, come and get it. I mean, and then what? We just, we copy and paste some policies at the end, and this is our newsletter. This is what they've been spending all their time on, giving us updates on holidays and what the 4th of July means, and their best deviled egg recipe that they pulled off a of Pinterest that took them three seconds to put into the document. 
I mean, it all makes sense now, people. Every ounce of it. I'm paying almost $120 a month. That's over $1,300 a year for this very well-formatted, thought-through, took probably five weeks of publishing time to (laughs) complete this quarterly newsletter because the HOA can't be bothered with a monthly or weekly newsletter, dude. They're too busy running inspections and hiring incompetent companies to maintain the property they own. But I get it. I get it. I was new at Microsoft Word once too, but I have faith. I have faith that the HOA's next newsletter will have at least two, at least two recipes in it. At least, right? At least two. I mean, if not three. If not three. All right, dude, listen. We've got one more thing to talk about before. And honestly, I'm so glad I'm the one bringing you this news because if it wasn't for me, you'd probably be in a lot of danger right now, okay? Gary V has lost his damn mind, okay? We all thought he was a little rocky when he said this, right? We remember when Gary V said this, right? And I mean, the title, the title of the video is imagine the most important person to you was gone tomorrow. Okay. Just, it's just simple. Imagine if the most important person, probably someone, my family, Ollivander, Megs, imagine the most important person was gone tomorrow. I'd be devastated. That's the title of the video. This is how he delivered it. Are happening, and I know you're in the middle of doing something, let's say, for your business. Who's, who do you love the most in the world? My family. Good. Who in your family? Pick one. All of them. <laughs> hey. Can't follow simple directions. Already, the lady's off the boat. Gary's already pissed. You heard that little snicker, that little <laughs> way to be politically correct. She's out. Get her out. She's not following the rules, dude. Pick one. One family member, not the whole family, one. Sorry, continue. Correct. Cool. Every day, make, in the, in, like, literally once a day, genuinely sit there for five minutes and make pretend one of them got shot in the face. I'm being dead serious with you. Every single day, I almost, I said this today earlier, I probably once a week to four times a week sit there truly in the shower on a flight when I wake up, some people meditate, right? Some people work out, right? To deal with whatever anxieties. Okay. So this is how he gets through his day. It's fine. It's easy, dude. You sit in the shower for five minutes and then you imagine one of your family members getting shot in the fucking face. Imagine, just sit there in the shower where, listen, I don't know if you're like me, but getting in the shower is a nice time. It's a fun time. Sometimes sex happens in the shower. I'm getting clean in the shower. After the shower, nine times out of ten, something great happens, like sleep or food or whatever. You know what I mean? Like showers are good times for people, at least for me. Okay, I understand if you don't, maybe you're not about the shower. That's fine. That's fine. You don't like showers? 
You don't have to take them. I don't know. What the fuck? Anyways, but Gary Vee gets in the shower and he imagines someone walking into his Manhattan penthouse suite apartment, probably, or his brownstone, probably has both because of how much money he has, and a man, presumably, walking into the house, loading a shotgun, and shooting his wife in the face. And that's his motivation to get through Tuesday. Some of us call that psychiatry. Some of us call that psychotic, okay? And I don't think I quite understand where he's coming from. Now, it's fine if that's how he gets through the day. Some of us use anxiety medication. Some of us use, uh, you know, other things. Some of us just get through it because that's what humans do, not having to envision shooting our friends and family in the face. I digress. It's fine. We let him slip. Strike two for GV. Okay? Now, just a warning to pre-preface you guys. I'm here to protect you. I would never do harm to any of you people. Gary V, however, has a history, as we can see with the shooting in the face thing. He has a history of being violent. And Gary V 5.0 is here, and he's violent. Gary is violent. Listen, he just had Vig, uh, VCon, not VidCon, <laughs> VCon. So if you bought one of his NFTs, which uh, netted Gary about 90 to $100 million of cash in his pocket, you think he's holding all that in his, in his, in his Binance wallet? You think, you think he's got all 90 of those million dollars in his uh, MetaMask wallet? No, 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 no. It's straightened at Daddy's Wells Fargo account where he can actually spend the cash. Listen, Gary V's not an idiot, but 5.0's here and he's chalking up to be one. Okay? There's a warning on the screen. It's not graphic, but he has some words for you guys. Okay? He has some words for the haters. Here we go. I'm just warning everybody who's spewing negativity and trying to tear down others and their own insecurity, I'm coming for you. All this fucking energy that I've been getting from all these V friends, you've got a problem now. I'm a fucking- Oh, he said the word, all the energy I'm getting. I think he meant, instead of the word energy, I think he meant the word money. All the money he was getting from the V friends and VCon. Like, do you know how much VCon probably netted him another 20 million, dude? Would he, you think- you think just because you have the NFT, you get in for 100% free and there's nothing else for you to buy there? Get the fuck out. No way. Oh, no way. I guarantee you made another, he made millions off of this shit, right? And the whole five, he's 5.0. That's his number. That's his number. Gary V. Oh, listen, but hey, there's a business in all of you. And if you put your mind to it, if you put, if you put your mind to it, you too can start a business, be successful, and go viral on social media, just like Gary V. So he's talking to all the haters now. Uh, we're, we have a message for anyone who's spewing negativity. He's, he's pumped up from all the purchases of his V friends. He has a message for us. Here we go. 5.0 version of myself now. I'm a different fucking dude after all this love. This shit's been instilled in me this weekend. You have to understand, you're in deep fucking trouble. I'm coming for you. I'm suffocating you. I've been putting pressure on you. I can imagine, like, Gary V, like, D-Rock 
and his team of like Gary V thugs, like just out at yard sales, picking off. They're at yard sales at, 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 in the morning, picking off people who look weak or like might have wrote a negative comment on the internet somewhere, throwing them in a van, putting them in a dark room, and reading their negative comment that I left on Gary V's YouTube video like four years ago. And then like he has to admit to it, say he'll never do it again, or they beat the ever living shit out of him. Like I can almost picture Gary V owning a warehouse where he beats the shit out of people who leave negative comments on his videos. Like I have no doubt. Why do you think he goes yard sailing? So he can find his audience in person. And then he's going to suffocate us. He's going to ch literally choke us out with his big ass fucking, with his fucking thing. That's why you're nervous. That's why you've gotten loud. I'm not nervous. But I'm being really I just turned the volume right down. I tell you, I'm fucking coming for you, and I'm bringing practical optimism down your fucking throat. I'm going to fucking find you in every corner. Now he's throat fucking us, dude. Now he's putting shit down our throat that we don't want. Now he's putting his dick in our mouth. I think he's maybe lost his mind. I think if we could maybe just jump to Gary V 6.0, that would be... I'm going to get to every single fucking person on this earth and it's still proper fucking perspective of actual love and optimism into their fucking soul and slowly but surely I'm going to hunt down all the fucking negativity in this fucking universe and I'm going to fucking choke you the fuck out. Oh, okay. My mistake. Let's rewind the opinions a minute. He's not violent. Ladies and gentlemen, he's trying to solve world peace. He sees what's going on in the Ukraine with Russia. He sees what's going on in Texas and, and all the other states and the other 275 mass shootings we've had in this country so far this year. Like, he sees all that negative. He's trying to bring people. If you buy a VFriend NFT, you become a nice guy and Gary V will like you. So what he's trying to do is he's trying to get He's trying to get everyone in every corner of every room of every planet or every state or every country, I guess. And uh, he's trying to, I get it now. Okay. All right. He's trying to solve world peace. Obviously, the president's not doing it. He's just worried about, you know, whatever else he's worried about. Not bringing down gas prices or anything. We don't need to talk about it. Listen. Being nice right now, I'm being very nice right now because I'm calmly, and I mean calmly, giving you a fucking warning. But after this energy that's come into my fucking soul this weekend from all these fucking people, I'm gonna fucking come and get you. I'm gonna fucking come and get you person by person, person by person, word by word, word by word, and I'm gonna fucking find you. And I'm gonna smoke you out. And I'm gonna push fucking positivity into your life. What are we doing? Up, actually, I'm not coming with hate for you. I'm not countering your fucking hate chest moves with fucking hate chest moves. I'm <laughs> straight love and compassion. Like Gary V thinks he can get all the trolls. Gary V's gonna get all the trolls. He's gonna rid the world of all the trolls and he's gonna solve world hunger, world peace. And pretty much, I think he's going to probably, with that speech, he should probably run for president. When's the next time? When's the next time we vote? 2028. 20, 28? No, that's not right. Is that right? When did Biden get in? No, 24. 
24, dude. It's we, we got two years left. Gary Vee's going to run for president in two years. Woof. My brain shut down on that math. Holy hell. All right, so he's going to solve world peace in two years and then run for president. I like it. I think I might buy a V-Friend NFT. I don't see the problem here. The problem is the handprint that he's going to have on his chest. Like, do you know what this reminds... This is... um. This reminds me of uh, <laughs> this, dude. This is what it, this is what it reminds me of. Hands down, one of the best movies uh, out there. Like, top five for sure. The Wolf of Wall Street and Matthew McConaughey in that scene. We can recite it word for word, of course. Listen, Gary V. all he's trying to do is be Matthew McConaughey and solve world peace. I think that's pretty much the gist of the video. Let's see if there's more. Let's see if maybe there's more here. But I don't think there's going to be too much else we can talk about when it comes to Gary V. The wrong fucking dude with the wrong fucking skills uh -huh. got instilled the right fucking shit and he's coming with all the fucking negativity in the world and piece by piece, strategy by strategy, decision by decision, execution by execution, I'm gonna fucking get you. I fucking see you, I see you hiding in the corners of Twitter and Discord and Instagram DMs and in the comments, I see every one of you and your cynicism and your negativity is in deeper trouble than ever before because I'm more motivated than ever, I'm more focused than ever, I'm stronger than ever, and I'm gonna fucking get you. You understand? Signed, Gary fucking V. It's like his anthem. Oh, here's D-Rock. Here he comes, here comes D-Rock. Yup. Oh, and he's hugging it out because you know why? You know why? Because D-Rock, A, sucks his dick, and B, uh, I guarantee you D-Rock has made millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars off of whatever V friends Gary gave it. It's just, it's insane to me how hyped up like these people will give just like that was a madman rambling on for two plus minutes about how he's going to shove positivity down everybody's throats. Hey, like you can't, and it, it doesn't make any sense. No one's going to buy, like, I don't, it just doesn't make sense to me. Well, I'm supposed to buy a V friend NFT because it'll get me access to VCon that I have to fly to Seattle just to go to or wherever the fuck. And then it's in an arena with like 3,000 people and the arena can hold 300,000 and it looks so small. It's a little embarrassing. Um, but yeah, dude, look out for Gary Vee. If you see him or if like you're having a yard sale nearby, like in the New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania area, you might see Gary Vee out and about. And if he's at your yard sale and you're being a little negative, his goons, they're in the car, they're in the top, they're in the SUV waiting, and they're going to come out, they're going to kick you in the throat, they're going to throw you in the van, and they're going to turn you into a positivity monster until either A, you shoot one of your family members in the face, or B, you buy a V-Friend NFT 
3.0 in collaboration with Snoop Dogg coming soon. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to another episode of the What Are We Doing podcast. My name is Levi McCurdy, and if you like this one, give it a thumbs up, give it a subscribe, give it a listen, and a share. That's the only thing I ask for. Uh, you can go to wanpod.com uh, backslash links for everything you need, wanpod.com backslash links. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks so much for rocking with me. My name's Levi, and this is the What Are We Doing podcast. Peace.